morning, West Alabama. Welcome to another edition of West Alabama on Point, Town Square Media Tuscaloosa's weekly public affairs program produced by the news department of Town Square Media Tuscaloosa. Each week we bring you the people and personalities, events and issues that impact the people of Tuscaloosa, Northport, West Alabama, the state, the nation, and the world. I'm your host, Don Hartley. Though it seems as if we have already been in severe weather season, today actually is the first day of Severe Weather Preparedness Week for Alabama. The primary severe weather season begins on March 1st and runs through May. This week has been proclaimed the Alabama Severe Weather Awareness Week by Alabama Governor Kay Ivey. The National Weather Services offices serving counties in Alabama, the Alabama Emergency Management Agency, and other supporting organizations using this week to provide the public with information about severe weather safety. And Advanced planning and increased awareness will help residents of West Alabama prepare for potentially deadly storms. Already this year, three people have died during two tornado outbreaks in West Alabama. On January 11th, numerous homes were destroyed or damaged along Settlement Road just to the west of Carrollton in Pickens County. That's when an EF2 tornado touched down. Two people died in a mobile home. Just 10 days ago, a woman died and her husband was injured when a twister struck their mobile home at the intersection of US 43 and Marengo County Road 54. Two mobile homes were destroyed. Several site-built homes were damaged. So you see, severe weather awareness and preparedness is critical here in the heart of Dixie Alley. It's a tornado pathway that puts Alabama at the top in fatalities and injuries. We will talk awareness and preparedness today with Birmingham National Weather Service Warnings Coordinating Meteorologist John DeBlock and Town Square Media Staff Meteorologist Mary Kay will be joining us this morning on the Sunday, February 16th, 2020 edition of West Alabama On Point. With a public service message about safe storm cleanup, here's Chuck Lavelle. No one can hold back the fury of Mother Nature. But we can do something about the alarming number of injuries that occur after a storm, many of which are caused by the improper use of power tools like chainsaws. Get better prepared. Visit LearnStormSafety.com before you start storm cleanup. And remember, always wear the appropriate protective gear. Tuscaloosa native Chuck Lavelle is keyboard player for the rock group The Rolling Stones. That's the unmistakable sound of an outdoor tornado warning siren being activated. Tuscaloosa, Northport, and West Alabama residents are all too familiar with what that means. The National Weather Service in Birmingham has issued a tornado warning. Severe weather is a fact of life as inevitable as death and taxes here in West Alabama and across the southeast. Thus, the need for Severe Weather Awareness Week. Beginning today, the National Weather Service offices in Alabama will feature various aspects of severe weather we all need to be prepared for. Joining us this morning on the show, John DeBlock, the Warnings Coordinating Meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Birmingham and Staff Meteorologist for Town Square Media Tuscaloosa, Mary Kay. Glad to have both of you with us on the program today. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We have just gone through a winter that was more like spring, and uh, we've had a couple of tornadoes and, unfortunately, a couple of fatal tornadoes. Uh, this weather that we've had this winter, what message should that take into the severe weather uh, primary season? Well, we're never too far away from severe weather in Alabama. Um, if you look at the calendar, November through May, that uh, kind of seven-month time frame, we've got basically a, a higher threat for severe weather in those months. We have peaks in the severe weather from November to early December, and then again March, April, and May. But that doesn't mean January and February don't have severe weather. 
a lot of people, friends from different parts of the country are saying, hey, what's with all these tornadoes in January and February? Nothing uncommon here, unfortunately. Yeah, I was yesterday, I was in Pickens County, had a gentleman who has a uh, weekend trailer at uh, one of the trailer parks right there on the Tom Bigby River and got flooded. Uh, he came over to us and says, what's with this weather? Why Why are we getting so much flooding? Two years in a row now, I've been flooded out. It, it's amazing. Uh, there's always uh, something to keep your eye on, whether it's flooding or tornadoes. Uh, weather is weather. It always has been, always will be. We're going to see extremes. Those averages that everybody talks about, everybody wishes we would have average weather, those are composed of extremes that kind of meet in the middle to make that average. And that's the message of Severe Weather Awareness Week is we're not just talking about tornadoes or severe thunderstorms. We're talking about flooding, hurricanes, everything that's a, a potential uh, severe weather hazard. Absolutely. Uh, we've got hazards, as I mentioned, all year long. That severe weather hazard is probably the greater hazard in Alabama. Sometimes we go a while without severe weather or flooding and people forget it. People move into the state, they buy a house along the river and think everything's going to be great without really thinking about what happens at other times. Severe weather is very, very much something here at Town Square Media Tuscaloosa that we take seriously and that we uh, try to forward that message along to the uh, public that listens to us. We carry day-to-day weather forecasts, but also when there is a threat for severe weather. Our dedication to breaking in and giving you that information is a significant one, right, Mary? Yes, and we believe in that because it ultimately saves lives. And I think the more that we can be connected to our audience, especially in times of severe weather, tornado warnings, flooding situations, we can even speak on heat indexes. It's all with the purpose to inform the audience, keep our audience safe. And I think the partnership with the National Weather Service, especially with this week coming up, is that being in Alabama, sometimes I think we get accustomed to what we expect. And sometimes we go about our lives, uh, sometimes forgetting that, you know, we do have to be weather aware. The partnership is invaluable. Uh, The media partners that we have, you know, we've got a lot of expertise, but without your help in getting the word out, our word would be worthless. Aside from volcanoes and tsunamis and massive snow avalanches, we have just about every other kind of threat that there is known to man here in Alabama. There was a short time that I did not live in Alabama and I was in another state and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm bored. There's (laughs) not any weather to kind of chase or keep up. Um, And as soon as I said that, like two weeks later, there was a tornado and I was like, oh, we have something that we have to be compassionate about with our listeners and really inform them. And I really think that people, uh, especially in our state, take weather seriously. But like with everything else in life, it just becomes a habit. And sometimes I think people may not take it as seriously as they should, like the whole mantra, oh, it's not going to happen to me. Well, and one of the things we hear is that it's just a slight risk or just a marginal risk. It's a little bit of a stretch, but if if you think of cancer, if you have stage one cancer, it's still cancer. So if there is any kind of threat out there, severe weather-wise, it's still a threat. There might be one tornado in the county instead of six, but if that tornado hits you and your community, it's going to be an impact. Yeah, it's like the old uh, saying of there's no such thing as being a little pregnant. Yes, right, right. right. <laughs> but, you know, you touched on something, Mary, that, that, that I think is critical. Alabama, like a lot of other southern states, has had a number of people move here from outside of the south, especially up in the Rust Belt, where they don't contend with large 
outbreaks of tornadoes or even large tornadoes. Uh, they don't contend with hurricanes, and they either may not know how to respond or not take them seriously. Right. Uh, I don't know how they can't because just national media within itself shows you the devastation and destruction that tornadoes can cause an area but i do think people are so busy with their lives i just had somebody move into my apartment complex from a a state that does not get tornadoes and i felt like it was my duty to say hey fyi this is the weather in our state you know have a way to get warnings and like his eyes opened up he's like oh my gosh thank you so much for the heads up because really you know when we get the monthly uh tornado siren test some people will be like, what is that? What is that? And I think also people, just our community, can also educate others as well. I, I know the university does a great job for the new students and faculty that come in. Everybody else needs to be kind of like an ambassador of Alabama weather. And for new people that are moving in to the community, job sites, whatever, let them know about that threat and make sure that they know what's going on the first time that they're in the state when a watch goes off. Get them up to speed and help them out. Be an ambassador and help save somebody's life. While we're at this part of the program, this is a good time to mention there's no excuse for not being able to get a warning or a watch or whatever. Uh, there are so many ways to, to receive them now. Hey, you've got your apps. You've got uh, the wireless emergency alerts that will automatically set your phones off. NOAA Weather Radio, you know, that's something that's old tech. But one thing about old tech, it does one job and it, it does it well. Right. So <laughs> it's reliable. You're, you're not trying to, you know, microwave a chicken or air fry something. with it. It's a weather radio. It sits there. You program it. And it's going to save your life just like that smoke detector does if there's smoke in your house. That's a very good point. You know, old technology still works, but, you know, people are such on-the-go society now that apps work wonderfully, too. But um, I have a weather radio mainly because my app doesn't wake me up, but that weather radio does. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's a time when you really need the uh, warning capability, and that is when you're asleep at night. We've talked about it uh, before. Nighttime is the most deadly time. I shudder when we have an overnight severe weather threat because people are sleeping. Um, even myself, when, when the storm came through week before last, I was asleep upstairs in my recliner in the loft area, but I was I, I had my radio nearby, and it woke me up, and I was able to get my family to our safe place. Um, the, the odd time that I wasn't working an event, I was home shepherding my family into our safe place for a tornado that was about five miles away. So... You know, nighttime is tough. You've got to have somebody basically standing watch or some way to wake you up if that storm is coming. Absolutely true. And I think you made a really good point about the new people that enter our state and how businesses, when they bring in new people, should have some sort of messaging that they give these new employees. And I just wonder how many businesses actually do that. I have a, a new neighbor uh, down the street who just moved here from Oklahoma. Uh, he had a reverse view of Alabama. He thought Oklahoma was the epicenter of everything severe weather, especially tornadoes, and didn't realize that Alabama actually surpasses Oklahoma in some cases. Yeah, unfortunately, when it comes to fatalities, Alabama from 1950 through now, through 2020, leads the country in tornado-related fatalities. 
that's kind of a, a crossover of if you look at the risk for severe weather and the vulnerability of a greater portion of our population, we have the, I believe it's about the third highest density of manufactured home residents in, right. in the country. When you combine the two, we're second only to Mississippi. So we're a very vulnerable population. We have a lot of vulnerable people with a very high risk. That's one of the things in my career as an emergency management. When I speak to groups, I always say, look, nothing wrong with living in a manufactured home. It's an economic and nice way to, to, to live. However, when that tornado siren, that wheel alert goes off, and it's a tornado warning and you're in the polygon, that's not the best place to stay. You need to go find a more substantial shelter. And ideally, if you're in a manufactured home, especially if you're in a rural rural location, you need to know how long it's going to take you to get to your preferred place of safety. If it's going to take 20 minutes or 30 minutes, you've got to give yourself an extra buffer, maybe not waiting for the warning in Tuscaloosa County, but if that warning comes out in Sumter Green or Hale or Pickens County, that might be the time to say, hey, let's plan ahead. Let's go get to our preferred place to be during a tornado. Of the six fatalities in Alabama that we've had since December, all six have been manufactured home residents. Oh, wow. Mary, I know when you're on the air and you're telling people about a a tornado that's bearing down a portion of the broadcast area for Town Square Media, I know in the back of your mind you have to be thinking, I hope they're paying attention and do what we're telling them. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I like to preach that sometimes goes over people's heads sometimes but when you get home what do you do you take your shoes off so i'm constantly on the air saying when we get these tornado warnings put your shoes on because you just never know when you go to your safe place what's going to happen after that and one of my friends that was went through the tornadoes in 2011 she was so thankful because I said it on the radio and I was like, put your shoes on. And she said she had to watch all her neighbors walk on broken glass and nails and stuff, but her and her family had their shoes on. So I am always like praying that people are becoming weather aware and taking the messages seriously. Mary, I like to tell people to think of it as you're going on a hike through the woods and it's not a path. You've got to protect yourself from things that are on your feet, from branches in your head, briars. So you want to have those long pants on, have jeans and a shirt on, good shoes. And certainly if you have that helmet, um, that that's great. So just you've got to be dressed for the occasion. Right. And when my parents lived in Alabama with me, we uh, I had a townhouse for them in Pelham. And the closet was big enough to put two folding chairs and, a, you know, one of them little pocket TVs and stuff. Both my parents were deaf. So they really relied on me emailing them to tell them and watching the sign language interpreter on the television as well. But my dad had his snacks. <laughs> his water and absolutely had their shoes, had a flashlight. They had everything that they needed right in that closet. And actually, because we were in Alabama, we just had a shelf in the closet with all those materials there for when you needed it. And if you're bringing the kids in there, you know, have a coloring book, something to Mm -hmm. keep the kids maybe lower their stress level a little bit, which will lower your stress level a little bit if they're not bugging you about it. So have a way for the kids to be um, entertained or, or not necessarily irritating you as you're trying to keep your family safe and speaking about being kids one of my memories of being on the farm at my aunt's house in ohio is listen we were going down this dirt road to the farm and she stopped that car and she said roll down the windows and she was listening for the sound of the tornado and we made it to the house and we had to go in the basement and 
I, I hate to say this out loud, but I thought it was so cool because she actually had a sub room in her basement wow. for when the tornado was in the backyard. And like you said, she had stuff for kids. She had stuff for the adults. So to be prepared. But she had a plan. Yes, she and, did. And when mm-hmm. the time came, she activated it and got the family to safety. That's what we're yeah. looking for. Because when she was listening, she was trying to determine if we had to stop at this neighbor's house and get in their basement or if we had enough time to get to her house and in the basement very aware of everything yeah and as a a weather uh lover at a at a child's age i was very excited about the whole thing my mother was panicked and freaked out (laughs) you both sound like characters from the movie twister oh (laughs) (laughs) i mean growing up in florida you know our excitement was uh hurricanes so to experience you know being kind of in the the situation of Under tornadoes, gun, yeah. it was uh, kind of exciting. Meanwhile, my father's in the back seat worried about, oh my gosh, I hope our car doesn't get blown away. That was his concern. Not our safety. I, I go figure <laughs> my dad. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mary's got to run, but Mary, I appreciate you being on the show this morning. Your input, very valuable. You're, of course, a broadcaster and a meteorologist, so uh, that makes your uh, input very knowledgeable. Thanks for being with us. Well, I appreciate it, and you do such a great job, Don, of helping us and supporting us with information, and we really do appreciate our partnership with the National Weather Service. Uh, You know, the mission is to just keep everybody safe and informed and just give them the gentle nudge to always be weather aware, and that's why I like this upcoming week so much. We all know about the dangers of tornadoes, but don't forget severe thunderstorms can produce damaging straight-line winds that can produce damage like a tornado. Severe thunderstorm warnings are posted when we have hail, larger than three quarters of an inch in diameter or winds that exceed 58 miles per hour. Listen for those warnings and go to a safe place when they're issued and that way you will be safe. We're back on West Alabama On Point with John DeBlock, Warnings Coordinating Meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Birmingham. That, uh, what you just heard right there was a scene from the movie Twister where they drive through the house. How do, what's, what's your opinion of the movies and the way they depict severe weather, especially tornadoes? For entertainment purposes only. Um, they most likely have scientific consultants that try to keep things a little bit close to factual, but there's a lot of, um, let's just say, in, in grand, uh, making entertainment out of science. Um, you know, So take it for what it's worth. Enjoy the movie. But when it comes to real weather, you need to be paid t- paying attention to a reliable weather source, National Weather Service, all of your stations here at the network. Um, you know, Just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> entertainment. Entertainment is the main reason. Uh, what we're talking about right now, Severe Weather Awareness Week, is not entertainment. It's uh, something that could save your life. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about what the National Weather Service is doing this week as far as uh, the week is concerned. Well, each day we're going to be bringing up some special topics for people to pay attention to, a little bit of information. We're going to be mixing things up a little bit this year, bringing in some new information preparedness is very important everybody being prepared and aware of severe weather most folks as we were talking about earlier are aware of that we may have some new visitors and uh, new residents here that need to come up to speed as it were one of the things that's really kind of convicted me over the last uh, 10 years that I've been in my job is the fact that we keep doing preparedness and preparedness but tornadoes keep happening and we keep losing lives I think one of the things we need to start thinking about 
is how to be more resilient to the tornadoes themselves. Having all that preparation does us little good if our houses and our buildings and our schools keep crumbling down around us at an EF1 or EF2. One thing that mystifies me, uh, Dr. Laura Myers with the University of Alabama Center for Advanced Public Safety has done a tremendous amount of research about how people react to uh, severe weather warnings. Uh, and, and the thing that my, just boggles my mind is the fatalism so many people, especially in the South, seem to have. You know, it, it's important to have faith in all that we do. But um, from where, from my perspective, God also gave me a brain and legs and everything to try to do everything I can to protect myself and my family. Um, I, I almost think that sometimes that fatalistic approach is an excuse for inaction. Um, we are not going to be prepared, and, and I, I just can't get it together, so I'm just going to rely on my faith. I would rather try to do everything I can with my God-given knowledge and skills to protect myself and my family. And then, yes, I do put it in God's hands. But uh, please do something to protect yourself and your families. Because if we become victims of the storm, it's not just, you know, your loss would be tragic. But your family, your co-workers, the people you go to church with, those are people that are going to be missing you and the role that you play in their lives. So... We need to take all the skills and abilities God has given us to do everything we can to keep ourselves safe. That's like the old story, which bears some uh, realism to it. The guy dies and uh, he's killed in a, uh, a flood and he goes to heaven and he asks God, how did you let this happen? God says, well, I sent a boat and you turned it down. I sent an airplane, a helicopter, and you turned it down. Uh, I sent all sorts of help and you turned it down. And the guy says, well, I had faith that you were going to help me. <laughs> I, was, I was trying. <laughs> he uh, tried. Right, exactly. Uh, the uh, Severe Weather Awareness Week, each day has a different aspect that, that uh, you try to get across to the public. We'll talk about thunderstorms one day. Um, tornadoes, obviously, is Wednesday. We have a special uh, weather radio test that's going to be at 9 o'clock on Wednesday. So um, when your radio goes off or if you see the light come on, um, at nine o'clock on Wednesday. That's what's going on there. Um, we're not focusing as much this year on a special event each day. We're just kind of bringing out information through our webpage and through social media um, that we'll be sharing with people throughout the day and throughout the week, throughout each day, throughout the week. Um, little different topics every day. We'll be talking about safer places, finding a safer place to be than in your car. Um, in a ditch. There's always someplace better to be. Of course, the ultimate is that FEMA-rated shelter. Um, but if you can't be in a FEMA-rated shelter, what's another good location? That basement. If you don't have a basement, where's the next best safe place to be? That small interior room on the lowest level of your house. No windows. So always be thinking, what's the safest place I can get to without putting my family at more risk? I don't want you to be out driving down the road when a tornado's you know, coming on your heels, on, on your rear bumper, that's not the time to be looking for shelter. We have to plan ahead. Uh, lots of different topics that we'll be talking about throughout the week. One of my concerns, and, and it's been a concern with the Alabama Emergency Management Agency and the National Weather Service, and that is people that have functional needs, people that have hearing impairment. Right. Uh, you've got to be extra prepared. If you have something that's going to limit your ability to receive the message, make sure that you, whatever technology you need to make that whether to get that weather alert and make that work for you and your family, you need to plan ahead and do that. If, uh, if it's going to take you a while to get evacuated from your home in a safe manner, you've got to give yourself extra time. So 
you might want to practice. Hey, let's pretend there's a tornado warning that's just been issued or a tornado watch. Let's see how long it takes us to get over to grandma's house um, on a given day. You know, don't count on it being nobody else on the road. There could be some traffic, uh, could be some wind, could be some rain. So give yourself, run through that drill. See how long it takes you to get to your safer place and then maybe give yourself an extra, you know, 10 minutes or something to allow for the unforeseen to perhaps slow you down. Back during the Clinton administration, there was Project Impact that put a lot of emphasis on pre-disaster preparedness and awareness and uh, construction, right. uh, making sure that you had resi- better resiliency in communities, better construction. Uh, that program went by the wayside, but there seems to be some renewed emphasis now on that. And you know, that's how you save people's lives is what you do before, not uh, during or after. There are some great organizations that are out there. FLASH, the Federal Alliance for Safe Homes, DisasterSafety.org. Um, there's even a program in Alabama. It's called Fortified Alabama, um, where if you are in the need of getting a new roof and you say, hey, let me get my roof done by one of these fortified certified builders, you may be eligible for a discount on your insurance if you beef up the resilience of your roof. So many times we see with these wider tornado paths, some pretty significant damage on the outskirts of the tornado. If we could just keep the roof or the roofing in place from flying, we would decrease the amount of damage that it takes. And of course, resiliency, what does resiliency do for us? Number one, it saves lives. Number two is it allows us all to get back to routine life after an event comes. It helps us kids get back to school, parents get back to work, and it helps that economic engine that we need in our country to fire right back up quicker. And that's what we're looking for. And the National Weather Service can't do it by themselves. You have to have partners. You have the emergency management agencies on the state and local level, FEMA on the national level. Uh, You have those social organizations. It's a team to be able to get this accomplished. We've got researchers. We've got these nonprofit organizations that are out there trying to promote messages on building better buildings and better roofs. Uh, You're absolutely right. It takes a team. We call it an integrated warning team, the National Weather Service, the media, and the emergency management partners all working together to save lives and property. Unfortunately, you've been on countless uh, survey teams after tornadoes uh, going in and looking at the damage, trying to establish the EF rating for it. What message, after, after having done this so many times, what message has that, that experience given to you? Uh, that, that's a tough one. Um, I, I would have to say, if you think it's not going to happen to you, you may be wrong. And is it worth risking yourself, your life, your family's life, influencing, you know, impacting your coworkers, is it worth it to not be prepared? And, and to me, the answer is no. I would hope that everyone would be concerned enough about themselves and the people in their lives that they would be prepared for severe weather, not just in the spring, but all year long. 26 years ago, an F4 tornado struck the Goshen United Methodist Church on a, a Palm Sunday. How about the 20 people that died there? They say they, they, said they could not hear any warnings. Are we any better off now in churches? Are churches more prepared? Well, you know, now that everybody has those wireless emergency alerts, I imagine we'll hear a bunch of phones going off in the congregation if that were to happen again. Um, but again, it takes somebody to plan. Talk to your to your church. Talk to your pastor and, and the council or the deacons in the church. Say, hey, what's our plan for severe weather? Talk about it now when the sun is shining. 
so that if something happens, uh, you're ready for it. Uh, no plan is not an acceptable answer, in my opinion. Ken Graham, who's now the head of the National Hurricane Center, used to be with the National Weather Service in Birmingham, uh, once told me something that has stuck with me, and I've used it a number of times, and that is the best preparedness is checking the weather forecast every morning before you go out the door. There are so many sources. I, I don't care what reliable source you use, whether it's any of the stations here in the network, uh, the TV broadcasters that we have, or the National Weather Service website pages. Check that reliable source. Um, we have a bunch of friends of the Weather Service that might be kind of hobbyists. You need to be careful. Make sure that they're trustworthy. There's a lot of amateurs that might be putting out some false information. So just be careful on your source of weather information. We have professional meteorologists at the National Weather Service. All our broadcast media, you've got a professional meteorologist on staff here. Use those as your kind of your little barometer, your truth fact against wherever you're getting weather information from. And before I let you go this morning, your message to those that are listening. At Severe Weather Awareness Week, it's a time to remember what the threat is in Alabama and make sure you're prepared, not just for the spring, March, April, and May. That's what's coming, so we know that's coming, but it's all year round. Get everything back in order the way it needs to be. John DeBlock, National Weather Service, Birmingham Warnings Coordinating Meteorologist. Thanks for kicking off Severe Weather Awareness Week in Alabama with us. It was great to be with you. Beginning tomorrow, the National Weather Service offices all across Alabama will feature very aspects of severe weather we all need to be prepared for. Monday will be severe thunderstorms, Tuesday flooding and flash flooding, Wednesday tornadoes, Thursday lightning, and Friday receiving weather alerts. That's West Alabama on point for Sunday, February 16th, 2020. Join us again next week. I'm your host, Don Hartley. Have a blessed week, everyone.